0: Ice tea. Go acapella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do,
2: I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Is your host,
0: Rich Eisen? Welcome to the latest Rich Eisen Podcast presented by the good people of Chevy. We are through eight weeks in the National Football League. For almost half the league, half the regular season is through. We're getting a lot of answers. We still have a lot of questions. But the bottom line is, it is drama-filled, it is wide open for most teams in the NFL still to get a playoff spot. And I want to, before we uh, get started on the show, um, say to all my uh, brethren on the East Coast and also inland, Sandy's uh, a monster, the Frankenstorm, to say the least, we're all thinking of you um, and hoping um, that if you do have power and you're downloading this podcast, know that all of us are, are with you, thinking about you, and if there's anybody out there that, um, that, uh, um, needs help. Um, you know, obviously the American Red Cross is, uh, hopefully available to you and all of us out there who, uh, want to donate, just pick up the phone and and donate to the American Red Cross. And, um, this podcast is with you as we are heading towards week nine and Thursday night football in San Diego, where the brutal one and six Last place in the entire AFC, Kansas City Chiefs come in trying to gain some traction, trying to turn around their awful 2012 season against a San Diego Chargers team that once again will be sending us into Qualcomm Stadium and onto the Thursday night football set filled with a two-hour pregame show asking, in essence, what in the world is going on with the Chargers?
2: It's a tradition unlike any other. Chris Rich.
0: Brockman, you're not lying. We have been in San Diego for Thursday Night Football now for four consecutive years. Every single year, we go there. The question is, what is wrong with the San Diego Chargers? Is Norv Turner on the hot seat? Well, the answer for that is yes. And now the question is, will, will Norv Turner be able to turn this thing around? And the wild thing is that over the last three years, the – Chargers dug themselves an early hole in the first quarter of the regular season only to use that Thursday night football game to essentially springboard themselves back into the playoff picture and then into the playoffs. Last year, they lost the Thursday night game to Carson Palmer and the Oakland Raiders in one of Carson's first games as uh, an Oakland Raider quarterback. They lost that, couldn't make the playoffs. Still, Norv Turner and A.J. Smith were kept in place. And now here we are back. Wondering if Norv Turner is now on the way out again, even though they started 3-1. and one. They started 3-1. and one. Now they're 3-4. and four. Chris Law, good to see you, good, sir. Good to see you, Rich. Back from Penn State. Back, back from yeah. Happy Valley. Back where you watched their first loss of the season, correct?
3: Uh, third loss of the season. First, loss, first in, loss in the Big right, Ten. First loss in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. It was That's a rough one. It was, it was a great atmosphere, a great time to be back home and see a bunch of good people. But... Um, and that was a tough one.
0: Tough, and tough. Um, one of your tweets from there will be part of our uh, our housekeeping segment oh. later on in this edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast after we chat with our guest, who is none other than the leading rusher in the history of the National Football League. Royalty. Emmett Smith. Yes. Who is here uh, not only to talk about... He's here in Los Angeles because he's with dancing with the stars. He's back again. In the All-Star, I guess, uh, edition with all the past winners or past All-Stars of of Dancing with the Stars past is is in one big competition. He's here in Los Angeles. He's also here to celebrate the 10th anniversary of him breaking Walter Payton's all-time rushing record. crazy. That was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, Saturday. 10 years ago, last Last Saturday. Saturday, Yep. yep. Wow. Uh, And that last Saturday was the day before the Dallas Cowboys (laughs) shot themselves in the foot and still almost beat the New York Giants digging themselves a 23-point hole. Digging themselves out of it. Then almost coming back a second time with mere seconds to go if only Des Bryant's hand wasn't so monstrously large. You know Rich, I uh... he would have been inbounds and the Dallas Cowboys would have swept the season series from the New York Football Giants, the Dallas Cowboys would be right now 4 and 3. And would be in the catbird seat, maybe in the NFC East. they would be just one half game behind the New York Giants with the mother load of all division tiebreakers on their side. But instead, they are three and four, even in the division series with the New York Giants, and three and four is two and a half games out of first place. They are currently twelfth in the NFC. And everybody wondering, once again, is this Jason Garrett's season to finally lose his gig? Is Tony Romo the guy? Do the Cowboys Cal- well, have the question. roster? All of those things will be presented before Emmett Smith you did on the show.
3: Day, you did game day final. Uh, this, I game, did game, game day highlights, game day yes, highlights. for second highlights. straight week. Chris yeah.
0: Rose was doing his uh, his World Series duty. So I He'll noticed, be back this week.
3: I noticed that, obviously, you have Dion on the set with you, and uh, Michael sticks around because he's there for game day final. So when Dez caught that ball, what, were you guys all watching the game together, and what was their reaction right away? They think it was in. Do they think it wasn't? Were they were they chastising? Well, no, Lomo no, no, no. It was no, no. It was me. It was
0: here is the thing is when you do NFL game day highlights in, in now this season. I, I did it for uh, six years mm-hmm. leading up to this season. Chris Rose is doing it this year um, and beyond. Um, I, my thirteen game travel schedule uh, has been a bear and the podcast or the and the podcast yep and uh and also obviously yeah. Sunday morning we're here at the Crackadon bottom line Chris Rose is doing the show this year though as you know the NFL has pushed start times of the late afternoon games certain select games back to 4:25 which right. means when NFL game day highlights comes on at 7:30 more often than not the big marquee game is still on going still on, yeah. last week uh, two weeks ago, it was Jets, Patriots, in overtime. Mm-hmm. This week, the Giants and Cowboys were cruising. The final two minutes of that game, I think, took almost 15 minutes to play out with replays, timeouts, um, referees trying to figure out what's what. So we were in the middle of the second block live on the air as the game's playing in the periphery. And uh, Dion sometimes just throws Even though this is a, a show that's taped and re-aired Throughout the entirety of the Sunday Night Football game Dion will sometimes react in real time To what he's seeing on, on the screen uh, Michael Irvin does the same thing, by the way you can't, So can't reel those guys uh, Long story short is We were watching replays in commercial breaks Or when, M- when, uh, when Dion and uh, Mooch were making their comments as I'm looking at them, it looks like I'm looking at them on TV. I'm actually looking Look at, at the, the big TV. screen television <laughs> watching <laughs> this thing. So I did see uh, Des Bryant's touchdown in real time live. Right. And I did see, uh, a couple minutes later, the replay showing his hand clearly out of bounds. Clearly. So I thought, okay, this thing's going to get reversed. It was. And then it took, as you know, uh, three more plays in 10 seconds, which led everyone in uh, Giants country to believe there were some shenanigans with the clock. The league said that didn't happen. But it's sort on, of interesting how me, with the what, what, what turned out to be the penultimate play of the game, which I thought was the last play of the game, ended, and there was still one second left on the clock. Right. But the bottom line is this. Um, you can't turn the ball over six times when you got the defending Super Bowl champs at home on the ropes. You can't do it. That's the bottom line. It's, 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 not, it's not doable. It's not something that sh- you should be doing. Right. I thought you missed a great opportunity to say, um, you know what they
2: say about guys with big hands – They wear big gloves.
0: Well, you know, uh, that is obviously the way you might go, uh, Chris Brockman. Um, (laughs) I sort of learned my lesson earlier in the day when Kurt Warner on Sunday uh, on on NFL game day morning was showing some tape of Ryan Tannehill being beyond his years in a way that few people expected. Right. And it was some great tape, and at one point he threw uh uh he showed Tannehill dropping a pass in amongst three defenders and he called that uh throwing a dime. So he said that. And once that was all over, I said um Don't, well Tannehill came into the league already knowing about dimes. <laughs> yes. You said that I did. I did. See
3: I was I was thirty thousand feet up. I no missed problem. All this. No problem. <laughs>
0: That's what I said. I said, you want to you want to actually you want to you want to pull the uh, you want to pull the uh, pull the tape of me actually saying that. Yeah, let's get this. Let's get that. this. This is what yeah. I said. Yeah. Okay, Ryan Tannehill has opened some eyes here. Remember, we were talking yeah. in, the, in the draft season, leading up to the draft and after the draft. He's a project. He's a reach, maybe for the Dolphins. He's been awesome, Kurt. What's he going to do against (laughs) this Jets defense? He has. He's been amazingly consistent. And like you said, everybody thought it was going to take a couple years. But what I love is this kid's playing with a knowledge and a poise and a confidence that, to me, is is well beyond his years. And I'm going to show you what I like so much about him. This is the kind of stuff that you don't see from rookies, the ability to see that, recognize it, see the rotation, make a dime down the middle. And if we're talking about dimes, just, just check this out. I, I don't even want to say
3: anything. That. I mean, that, that is just a kid playing
0: with extreme confidence, whether it be, you know, seeing things before the snap or making plays after the snap. I really, really like what this kid's doing. It, well, it, we, it, knew, it, we knew coming into the season already that, that Tannehill knows about dimes. He knows all about dimes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, it's- yeah, it's- so I said that. Of course. Now here's how Michael Irvin followed it up. Here's how Michael Irvin followed it up. I mean, I, just out there, people at home may know exactly what I'm saying, right? All right. I thought Perhaps. I thought it was I thought I was Perhaps. being subtle. If they watched Hard Knocks, they would know, right? Here's how Irvin responds. Like you go ahead, Michael Irvin. It's Boy, your, he it's does know board. all about dimes. So when he got drafted, of course, I was on my radio show, oh and that's all they called in to talk show? about was his dime. Wife, show? that's what you wanted me to get out. I got it out. So I was, was being subtle about, about it, but, <laughs> but, you know, but I, I go ahead and Let's get to the business now. Let's get to the business of what this young man is because this young man is incredible. Okay. I mean, I've learned my lesson. I'm trying to be subtle and Irvin flat out, you know, verbalizes where I'm going with this thing. <laughs> Leading me to, as you just heard me say, I said, well, you know, what, you hit it over the head with a hammer. I thought I was being subtle. <laughs> Oh, so rib- so royalty. so there I am sitting next to Dion and Mooch. I'm not going to sit there and say, you know what they say about men with big hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> like at that point in time, just let the play speak for itself. I, I get it, but I'm saying and, – And it was a pretty big play. I mean, uh, that was I the mean, play of, of week of week eight. That was the play of week eight.
2: No doubt. I mean, the oh, was throw, that? The throw Be-
0: and the catch, amazing. Because if, if Butt hits first or if, right. he, if One... he balls up his hand, if he doesn't put his hand right. up, which clearly no one's going to ball up their hand when you're bracing yeah. yourself for a big fall – Two comments on that. But, I mean, if if that's a touchdown, we're talking about, wow, Romo pulled it off at the end. His playmaking ability is uncanny in a game where he turns it over. He throws four interceptions. He's got the short memory that quarterbacks need in the National Football League. Sure, the Cowboys are flawed, but you know what? They've got the thing set up in the NFC East. The Giants are are at home this week against Pittsburgh. Sure, Dallas is going to Atlanta, but you know what? You never know, right? Right. That's the conversation. Dez makes a play. Instead, it's like, huge. boy, they turn it over six times against the defending Super Bowl champs when your owner says we're going to beat their asses and they come into the building and you just let them get a 23-point lead. You can't play like that. And they have no balance on offense and they have got a quarterback who is injury, who is who is, uh, is mistake-prone prone. Right. and a wideout who's wearing, who's wearing uh, Irvin's number. Who is not worthy of it. And that's the conversation and right that's now. That's what we're talking about. And we'll be talking about that with Emmett Smith on the show. How
3: about uh, Eli 4-0 now at Jerry's World? First
0: time ever that a quarterback has ever won four straight road games in Dallas. There had wow. been, been a whole host that had, had three, including two previous giant quarterbacks, Y.A. Tittle and Sims did it three straight years in, the, in Sims in the old Texas stadium and Y.A. Tittle, wherever they were playing <laughs> back in the day. Um, Randall Cunningham did it once. And, um, and now Eli's the first one to do it four straight times. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, a lot of people are saying the, things, the place is too big for there to be a home field advantage. It can't be loud in something that big. Certainly people are watching the TV screen. They're not getting into the action. Or the That's Giants, a problem. Or the Giants. It's so or big. Or, or well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Giants are a better team. No doubt. They are a better team. We gotta talk about the Broncos, brother. The Denver Broncos, sure they're four and three. Doesn't matter. But their last two wins their last two wins, you could see it. You saw it in the second half of that game in San Diego, and you certainly saw it on Sunday night against the Saints. These receivers are on the same wavelength as as, as Peyton Manning now. And the Manning system, that as we all know, that when he's not at the controls at it, it's like independence day he's the alien creature the only <laughs> one who could put his hands on this on this operation and make it fly yep the way he is quarterbacking and the way these receivers are responding this is trouble for the rest of the afc Peyton manning's first half mvp no question you know what um i think the match rule is up in that mix because the match 7 and 0 i think the match rule's the first half a- mvp the match will beat Peyton. Peyton threw a ton of picks. Yeah, he's got four was, interceptions. Three of them were in that game. Four interceptions for the season. The last four game stats he's for been great. are great. And of on swirled. top of it, we all talked about all off season. What's it going to be like when he takes the big hit? And he took one right in the chops in that Sunday night game, the one in which he he followed through and his hand hit and the his helmet. Hand hit the helmet. Okay. And the Broncos are sending that tape to the league office saying where was the flag because the crown of the helmet did hit him in the chin. And um, that was a big hit, man. And what did he do? Kept on keeping on. Right back in. Another 300 yard, three touchdown, no pick performance. That's four in a row. He's awesome. I mean, this just in, right? As Berman would say, this just in. He's good. The I mean, he's, he is going, he's, he's, he's on Mount Rushmore for a reason. And I think we've got our answer. I, I think we've got our answer. If he could, if he could still be the old Peyton Manning. Never saw a question. Come. I did
2: not see this coming. answered
0: emphatically. Didn't and see we this are coming. entering? We are entering only his eighth game there. It's crazy. Answered question. Crazy. Answered. Move on. Move forward.
2: I mean, I, could, I couldn't be happy. Move I forward. Just never saw. A and coming. now
0: they do um, at the Bengals. Their schedule down the stretch is just set up for them. Well, I mean, they have obviously have a soft division. Um, we do we do see them on Thursday night football short week on the road, uh, which Peyton in his history has had no problem doing on our on our air, on the road uh, he's won every single time he's mm-hmm. been on a short week. Um, although he was in Atlanta when Atlanta had lost Ryan and they were, I, I think it was Chris Redman in the game. It was yeah. Thanksgiving. It was brutal. They were finished, and they, he mopped the floor with Atlanta on on Thanksgiving night once, and then uh, two years ago. Went into Tennessee, mopped the floor with them, too. But that was that was when he was uh, in his final year of Indianapolis when he had a four-game stretch where he was throwing twice as many picks as touchdowns. Everyone yeah. was wondering if he was running out of gas I had him in as a professional. And that's when he came on our set after the game, had a great line saying, everyone's talking about my four-game slump. Well, if I was in a four-game slump, I've had a 13-year hitting streak. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the greatest lines I've ever heard out of an athlete in a post-game conversation. Um, four and three, they're in. They are in um Cincinnati this week, Cincinnati coming off a bye week, sure, but man, but they're reeling. They are killing it right now, and Denver is in the, the rest of the division right now, you take a look at it uh the Raiders and Raiders are okay Raiders, and the Chargers are right behind them, just one game, It feels like three, doesn't it? yeah,
2: well, especially when you look at Kansas City and you look at how San
0: Diego's kind of falling in the tank, but Oakland. They've won two out of three. Don't forget
3: though, Norv has November coming up, and he's pretty (laughs) awesome in
0: November. Yeah, he's and the first night of November is is he's got the Chiefs in his lid in his house. But then he's at Tampa, then he's at Denver, home for the Ravens. Those are the next four for the Chargers. But just think of it this way: think of it this way. Uh, Just two weeks ago, remember we had the stat of twenty teams entered Week Seven. Twenty teams entered Week Seven. At, f- at, at 500 or above. Right. 20 out of the 32 leagues. It's now down to 15. And you take a look in the AFC. The only teams that are above 500, not in first place, Miami. The Colts, who are right now, if the playoffs started Playoff today, team, right, both of them are wow. your wild card teams. Unbelievable. Because they have better conference records than the Steelers, who are the other team above 500, not in first place. And the Steelers go to the Giants this week. That is a tough road assignment. Huge. And the Colts and Dolphins play one another. So go. they're going to cancel each other out. It's possible that they're, the Dolphins could be the only first-place, non-first-place team above 500. above 500 in the AFC after this week. So if the Chargers win, and they do have a game at Pittsburgh later this year, which will be a huge conference game, especially if you assume that the Broncos are about to go on a rip and win that division. Right. I don't know the Chargers have lost several in a row, and they've looked horrible doing it. I mean, Rivers looks. A of, of sorts. I mean, Mitch Gruden, him him no Gruden said it best. Gruden said it best on Monday Night Football. Everybody's saying, oh, everyone's getting caught up in their team, not doing well. Last year's Super Bowl team, 9-7. and seven, The year that Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl. They were 500 late in the season. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. But uh, the, the alarm bells are off in Dallas. They're certainly off in Philadelphia. Ooh where uh, Deshaun Jackson on Tuesday said, I still want Vic as my starter, but Nick Foles is ready.
3: Well, here, here's the question. Is what he said. You're going to go to a, a no whatever-round draft pick No rookie? chance. No chance. No chance. You're paying the guy $100 million.
0: I tweeted this out on Monday. No chance. It's, it boggles the mind that in his long run in Philadelphia, Andy Reid may just have only nine games left, that he would put all his eggs in Nick Foles' basket. Right. No way. Yeah. Boggles the mind he would do that. Somebody tweeted back, uh, put it in LaShawn McCoy's basket. It's big enough. And I thought so too, right? No question. I've been pounding the desk on game day morning for weeks about this. No question. Pounding the desk about it for weeks. So I asked Bill Smith, the, uh, the researcher for game day morning, give me the number of touches that LaShawn McCoy's had so far this year and compare it to everybody else. You know what the numbers are? LaShawn McCoy, going into last week's game, ranked seventh – among NFL running backs in most touches, seventh. Really? And everybody in front of him had played more games. And I'm like, so he's getting the touches. And then he sends me, he sends me average number of touches a game among all running backs in the NFL going into this week. McCoy ranked second. <laughs> the only one, he ranked 22.4 uh, touches Foster a game. Foster first. Arian Foster was the yeah. only one getting more touches. Yeah.
3: So he's getting, nice getting the touches <laughs> comparing <laughs> to
0: everyone else in the league. It's just that the quarterback can't hold on to the no, ball. The offensive line is a big And the defense. They can't the stop anybody. So you get rid of Castillo, who is blamed for everything in Philadelphia except maybe global warming. And after Sandy just blew through, maybe that's Juan Castillo's fault too. <laughs> okay? And then Bowles has a week to coach him up. And, and they, they give up almost 400 yards of offense, second-worst performance by the defense thus far this year. And to the And McCoy
3: scored twice, and Vic didn't turn it over. So now where do you go? Reed's first loss coming off a bye. In
0: where do you times. go if you're the Eagles? What do you do? You, but, go to New, you go to New Orleans, which is where they finish up week number nine on Monday Night Football. Wow. And, and at 2-5, and five, the Saints, they're in must-win territory now from here on out. And they're at home. Because they're not winning that division. That said, that said, you know, at two and five, at two and five, that's two and a half games out of a playoff spot. Two and a half games out of a playoff spot. The current playoff holders Playoff playoffs started today, I know we're really early. Uh, uh Packers and Vikings. And you take a look at that Vikings the, uh, a, a, state, NFC West. It's a funny thing. Funny, funny, funny thing. And we'll hit this as well in our housekeeping portion as well. It's week eight. We're going to revisit our our preseason predictions. Yeah, it's time to do that. My preseason prediction: Patriots, Niners. Let's okay, see. I did. By the way, have you ever heard of Reddit?
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I just, did a Reddit.
0: My, I did an my AMA. Roommate loves it, and I I ended up yeah. Getting, and ask me it. anything. I, I sort of had heard about it, and Alex Ali, who again will be featured prominently in our housekeeping portion of this program, <laughs> um, he told me he hooked me up with it, and somebody's like, you know, what's your, what's your Super Bowl prediction? I'm like, this Patriots, Niners before? And I'm not I'm not, I'm gonna stick with it. Both teams in week seven coming off of wins that made everybody wonder if they're for real. Okay, Patriots against the Jets, Niners struggling against Seattle. Everybody wonder are they for real? Q week eight. Q week eight. Combined uh, score. All right. We uh the Patriots exported forty burgers to the UK. Yeah, man. And the Niners hit the Cardinals in the mouth, repeatedly, and got two touchdowns out of Crabtree and one from Randy freaking Moss. The four-year anniversary okay, if, of uh,
3: Crabtree's catch against Texas. Too. If that no kidding, I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah.
0: If that, if that's what we're going to see. By the way, Vernon Davis, who's on one of my fantasy leagues, is suddenly useless. Um, if that's what we're going to see, I know that. I I still have the Falcons. Cardinals. The Cardinals. Also the, Bears, the Bears. The Bears. The Bears had a tough one at home this week. Cam, yep. oh
3: Cam's got. Barry I mean, Cam's going
0: to Good luck to Cam this week because everybody's Cutler, wondering if he's if he's going to take a step forward or not. And now here's RG three in his on face that, this week. On that
3: play that was whistled dead, Jay Cutler's Jets. Whenever he threw the pick mm-hmm. and was running down the DB, I, I don't know if you saw that. that well, play. I
0: mean, and, and more power to him because that's the way his season came to an end last year.
3: Yeah, it's true. Uh, running they, down,
0: running down a defender had just true. picked him off. Yeah. So more power to him from not because you, you couldn't blame him for saying I'm not going to get that guy. Yeah. I broke my thumb doing that last year. The yeah. whole season circled the drain with me. Trent tended to do that last year, but of course, people are all looking at Cutler uh, this week, asking, wondering if he f-bombed the fans running <laughs> off the field. Well, wasn't I it don't as know if ba- you saw that. You were in a plane, Well, well, he, well it was, wasn't as bad as D'Angelo Hall f-bombing the what ref. World is his malfunction real quick
3: before we get to D'Angelo though just for those listening at home go to NFO.com slash playoff picture and it gives you a full look at where your team stands right now good for you
0: this. what you're a company man hey, a pl- a it's not that I'm a company you're a company man it's that this is
3: a very very good feature and it you're tells you right now that the Packers would play the Giants right now the Vikings would play the Niners the team they lost to it's week eight though I know
0: it's week eight it's never too you're early you're a company man but that's okay it's okay Chris it's okay. Let's get to him. He's waiting. He's the uh, yes. all-time leading rusher. Looks great. Lots to talk about with him. Here's Emmett Smith. He needs no introduction, but I'll give one anyway. Um, this man, uh, I met him uh, the moment after he retired uh, in Jacksonville at that Super Bowl. And then he came working for NFL Network, so I got to know him then. And um, when he uh, reached out to me to ask me to host his uh, charitable event in May, uh, the answer was when, and uh, and... And I'm there. That was the the answer to the question. He is none other than the all time leading rusher of the National Football League, Emmitt Smith. Good to see you, sir. you too rich. How's everything? Everything is lovely. Good,
1: lovely. Can't How's the misses? How's the missus? Missus doing good. She got. She has a smile on her face. Kids are doing good. Every, yeah. Everything is going pretty good. You're still doing the show. Dance with the Dance stars. Dancing with the stars. Yeah, still doing Here that in Los Angeles. Yeah. Tonight you is... look
0: like you have uh, you've lost weight because basically this thing sheds pounds. Correct. It does. It does. Um, I have lost
1: probably about seven to ten pounds right now so it's
0: incredible yeah right yeah I mean this is because people think you know you just put on the the hat and the tails or whatever the heck you're wearing for or the country Western like you did this <laughs> week and you just show up you just do four four minutes of dancing Bruno tells you how great you were pretty much and then that's the end of that no it's, it's not, not quite it's not quite
1: that simple I mean you actually are putting in uh, a minimum of four maximum can be anything you want it to be in terms of time hours in the studio, dancing, yeah. learning your routine, breaking it down, doing it all over again. And so we run it constantly, all day, every day, up until the
0: to the show. Up so, until the show. Up until the show. Okay. And why, why would you do it again? I know you've already, you did it, you won it. Yeah. Why do it again? Well, the challenge,
1: number one, mm-hmm. uh, they, they had an all-star cast this particular trip. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so uh, at the end of the day, dancing against some of the Former champions and some of the best and some of the so favorites. So a
0: competitive spirit. It, it,
1: it, 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 it is a competitive spirit. What is not a competitive spirit? When sure. when there's not one. I yeah. mean, the NFL Network right now is competing against many other networks. Oh, I'll so, take them all down. So so exactly. Down, so it's it. all about competition. Bring them all.
0: Bring them <laughs> on. Oh, yeah, it's all,
1: all about all competition down. and it's all about trying to be the best that you can and challenging challenging yourself.
0: And plus, uh, everything goes towards uh, the charitable organization that you and, and Pat are uh, putting together, uh, Pat and Emmett Smith Charities. Which I saw firsthand. I saw firsthand the kids that you're helping out in the Metroplex area. Right. I saw firsthand that night in May when you had it blew my mind the twentieth anniversary of your first Super Bowl it, team. It, it kind of blew my mind as well, because it's hard to believe
1: that twenty years ago mm-hmm. we actually won our very first Super Bowl. And the things that that it took to get to that point. Uh, still, still is vivid in my mind. I mean, it's 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 amazing to see the turnaround from a one and fifteen team to a seven and nine team to eleven and five team in the first round of the playoff, getting knocked out by the Detroit Lions. Then, obviously, getting on that that nice little run from that point on. Uh, yeah, just so just <laughs> to see least, yeah, just a, just a, so the. the CDL, Evolution of the team and the whole organization and to take it up to where we
0: are today. I mean, it's it's just an amazing thing. And then as for the where we are today, um, if I had told you after your championship the difficulties, the your last championship, mm-hmm. let's put it that way, mm-hmm. the difficulties the team would have, forget about winning a playoff game, just getting back to the playoffs. Right. You could count on the number of one hand, Emmett. The number of times that the pe- the the Cowboys have gotten into the playoffs right. and also won a playoff game since then. If I had told you that then, the organization that Jerry Jones had built and that you and the rest of the triplets and everyone else, Haley, the number of guys, a Hall of Famers. I mean, Larry Allen's going in. It's one hundred percent going to happen. If I had told you that then, what was your response have been to me?
1: Well. My response probably would have been just just like this. Uh, I mean, when you talk about a team that dominated the, the 90s, every team and every organization has to redefine who they are. And, um, you know, I think we were so dominant in the 90s that, uh, as you see, the transition is never easy to try and replace those kind of players. Right. I mean, you call out some Hall of Fame players, you call out some players also – that might not have been Hall of Fame players, but they were very, very good football players. And so uh, throughout the 90s, we were, we had a very, very good team. Then you talk about the transition of head coaches, new philosophies, new styles. Then you talk about the transition of the game itself from a running attack to an air attack and mm-hmm. the lack of balance. Then you start looking at players and trying to figure out. Um, whether or not you have a two back system or a one back system, all these different dynamics that have taken place because the game itself has evolved, defenses has gotten better, so it makes it very difficult to try and establish something that uh that that you would think would be easy uh for an organization like the Cowboys. I think the New England Patriots eventually will find themselves in the same predicament. I think the Indianapolis coast will find themselves in the same predicament and and other teams uh well, the dolphins have been on that quarterback carousel for a decade and, for, and a half now. For, for a decade and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's never easy to replace a Troy Aikman or to replace a a Jerry Rice or replace a Steve Young or Joe Montana. It's never easy to do those things. And right now, the 49ers are starting to look like the team of the 80s uh, used to look like. Sure. So, so it, it takes some time. And, and, and I think. I think the Cowboys will get back there
0: eventually. Well, when you were on the podcast last was at your your charity event in May when I sat down with you and Troy and and Michael, and that was a fantastic conversation. It was great. We could have kept going, but, you know, your charity event had to get started. Right, right, right. And you said at that time, I thought of you week one, because I said to you, what do the Cowboys have to do this year to be successful? And you said two words to Marco Murray. Right. That guy. Saddle him up. Give him the ball. Be more balanced. Take the – Take the onus off of Romo's shoulders mm-hmm. 100% of the time mm-hmm. and ride him. Week one, that's exactly what they did. And, man, did they look great. This kid, however, unfortunately, cannot seem to stay healthy. What's been your conversations with DeMarco Murray? Have you had many much contact with had, him at all? I haven't had many conversations with him, but uh, I do know this
1: much, though, Rich. I can't say this about that kid. That kid has that it factor. He understands how to get his shoulders square and get north and south. I look at other running backs and I see them getting to the sideline. And at some point as a running back, you have to put your foot in the ground, make a plant, and just barrel your way forward to get as much as you can. You cannot keep coming to the edge because once you get to the edge, the edge becomes your enemy. And matter of fact, the edge you're helping the defense out. And one thing about DeMarco Murray is this, he doesn't really want to get to the edge that much. Once he gets an angle, he squares his shoulders and he goes north and south, and he he's not afraid to go at you and and punish you if he has to, and and that's what I love about this guy, and and this is what the Cowboys are truly missing right now is that solid solid running back, and like you said,
0: injuries. Well, there's no there's no formula for staying there healthy. Isn't. Can you? I mean, but you were able to. Right. I mean, knock on wood. I was I mean, very fortunate. Very, but it, but part of that I think, and and that was what everyone always said about you. Is you never really gave somebody a shot at you too? You know what I mean? Like you had this. this I didn't this, want to get hit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. But most people, that is the human instinct is right. not to get hit. Is there an art? There is. There is an art to it. Uh, well, at least I
1: think there is an art because, uh, f- for me, avoiding contact was was the main mission. But if I cannot avoid contact, then inflict as much punishment on your d- defender as as much as you could, um, because that's just the name of the game. The game itself, you have to have this this philosophy of, okay, I'm going to be finesse right here. Then I'm going to be power right here. Then I'm going to be a bruiser right here. And you have to pick and choose when your moments are. And you have to allow your ability. When, in the huddle or when you're running it? When you're running. When you're in the hole. First of all, it's your psyche. Mm-hmm. It's just the way, way it is. What is needed for this particular play? Do I need a first down right now? Do I need a yard for a touchdown? Do I need uh, to establish some type of mental uh, mental warfare against the safety? Do I want the safety to think that I'm going to do this this time and then do something totally different the next time? Leave them in limbo.
0: It was more of a chess game for me. Snap to snap. Snap to snap. And then sometimes maybe just uh, knowing when not to fight the battle, just keep your team on schedule. Exactly. And then that's pull back the, that's and then the, come back. That's the key to that's the key to playing the quarterback position. And that's the key to also staying healthy though? That's the key I, to
1: staying healthy too at the same time. I mean, because if you're not one of my coaches used to tell me this <laughs> uh, Kirby Wilson, say, E, know when the journey's over. Know when the journey's over. There's only so much you can do. What are you fighting for? Are you fighting for inches or are you fighting for a yard? Or you fight for two yards? Do you need the yard? Do you need the two yards? that's when you make a decision whether or not to fight more. Because at the end of the day, if you're fighting for inches and you're wrapped up and you're in an awkward position and guys are still coming to take licks on you, you're opening yourself up for injury. So hit the ground because an inch is not going to make that much of a difference.
0: It seems that that's, that's what, just to go universal here, that's what Michael Vick's dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. He's been a turnover machine, even though he didn't turn it over this past week. They mm-hmm. still lost, which is just a whole different story. But it just seems that there are so many guys in this league, veteran guys, Pro Bowl guys, guys who have built a resume that if they go in a certain direction could even make the Hall of Fame. Right. They still have problems with that. Well, I
1: I think at the end of the day when you talk about Michael Vick and some other guys, sometimes we press as an athlete. We get behind or our team is not doing as well. We feel like we have to do more. Mm -hmm. And and we we find ourselves pressing. And when you press, sometimes you're not really – uh, as sharp or as keen as you need to be. Your instincts are not quite as sharp because you're trying to take advantage of certain things when you should just allow the game to come to you. And and that's what happened early in MJ's career and, and, and Kobe's career. Let the game come to you. Don't be pressing so much. Don't, be ha- don't feel like you have to run out here and shoot. Get others involved. Then once others get involved, then you take over. Don't press. And I think Michael and, and, and many others are pressing. I found it myself when it came down to trying to break that record. Uh, every week I was going out trying to get 100 yards. Then finally I just said, forget it. Let it just come. Mm-hmm. Take what the defense has given me and then just go from there.
0: And unbelievably, this past Saturday, 10-year anniversary yeah. of <laughs> you breaking Walter Payton's yeah. mark. Um, just 10 years removed. I just uh, open-ended your thoughts on just remembering that day and the fact that you have now kept this record for a decade. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be counting when I mean, you take a look at the league that and, and how the game is played right now
1: it's kind of it's kind of wild I mean uh, it's kind of hard to believe that it was ten years ago because because yeah. it seemed like it was just five years ago I just retired yep when in reality it was just six years ago and so um uh, it's kind of hard to believe that and uh 10 years um, uh and standing uh it's an amazing record record to accomplish and uh, it took a lot of work to get there it took a lot of people to help me get there as well and so uh at the end of the day, It's a record that I can look back and smile upon, knowing that uh, I was able to achieve it. But
0: knowing how I was able to achieve it is much more important. And um, when you broke it, people were looking at the landscape of the NFL, saying that guy's got a chance. Right. And when you broke it, the that guy who has a chance, widely believed, was Ladainian Tomlinson, correct? Who's now working for NFL Network. (laughs) Right. right Right. Give you an idea of just how potentially unreachable your record is. When Peyton made his statement. Whoever
1: breaks this record, they're gonna bust their heart trying. Mm-hmm. He he really meant it. And understanding how hard it is, because what happens is, yeah, when you're in your twenties and you you're having a consistent season or a consistent four or five season and you're seeing that those yards starting to mount up, you have the tendency to think, well, I could do this for the next five to ten years and I'd be real close. Well, the reality of the fact is, your team may change in the five to ten year time frame. You may lose a key offensive lineman. You may lose a key quarterback. You may lose a key guy on defense. You That's may right. lose some of the chemistry that you are currently enjoying while you're playing the game. And five years later, your whole team may be entirely
0: different. Different, and you may be the only guy left. Could be like, for instance, Larry Fitzgerald is a perfect example of that. Right? I know he's not a running back right, right. now. Right. right, but I know he's not a running back. But right now, right now. Uh he's looking around after that Monday night loss against San Francisco. Where's Kurt Warner? Where's Anquan Bolden? Yeah. Where's Todd Haley? Yeah. Where's all of these guys? Well, yeah. It things, changes. It changes. And so those changes have a
1: tremendous effect sure. upon on a on, on your chances of becoming or doing great
0: things individually, mm-hmm. as well as team success. Right. Ten years. Unbelievable. Now everyone would say if you point to somebody uh, I guess it would be Adrian Peterson. I can't point to anyone. Well, that's the whole thing, too. Is Adrian, With Adrian Peterson, the thing is, and I would love to get your thoughts on, on him, his knee explodes week 16. Right. He misses, obviously, the rest of that game week 17. Right. Back week one, as you and I are sitting here right now, leading rusher in the National Football I League right now. I am completely amazed. And the reason why I'm so amazed,
1: amazed is because of the injury that you described. Mm-hmm. and the time frame that this guy has recovered, and the comfortability Mm -hmm. that this guy actually has with his knee and the things he's doing right now with his knee when I think back to others when they hurt their knees years ago. So it tells me that medicine has evolved to a level and training methods has evolved to a level to
0: where players now can really bounce back much quicker than they once did before. And we just saw him last week on Thursday Night Football, and I didn't know this, and a few people know this too. Did you know he's not wearing a knee brace? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I'm, 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 I'm amazed. He's not wearing a knee brace. Yeah, I noticed it. I noticed it. I said, that's why I say
1: comfortability. Yeah. And the cuts that he's making. I mean, he's he looks normal. He does. He looks normal. And, and most people may not understand what that really means when it comes from a – when you start talking about a player with a blown knee mm-hmm. looking normal. You have to understand, back in the day, you had a – you, you torped your knee, you came back with a knee brace. Mm-hmm. Everybody came back with a knee brace. Everybody that i known, ever played a game, came back with a knee brace to some form or fashion. And to see him out here running around, making the cuts, running as hard as he did before he got hurt, and mm-hmm. driving his legs, looking like nothing is ever wrong, I'm like saying, "What? Who was the doctor who performed the surgery?" I
0: think it was the same guy as everyone else. I I don't know. I I would just go ahead and say it's James Andrews. I have no idea. I I have no idea. I wouldn't be. He's a shoulder guy. I have no idea. I I,
1: I have no clue. But I want to know who the doctor was. (laughs) What was the methodology? (laughs) What did they do? And and, and did they use any stem cell stuff? I want to know all the. uh, I
0: don't know, Emmett. As as you know, um, certain people are blessed. You know. Yes. And. his when you say he looks normal, his normal is is everyone else's abnormal. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. The way he runs, he's just he runs over people. That's the, the mentality you say that sometimes you need to know. And he's learning. I think he's he's learning that right that you have to run over people, know when the journey. He, he already knew how to run over people. Right, he did. He, he knows how to come out of the womb. He 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 just needs to learn a little bit of
1: finessness and knowing when the journey's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that in itself could help prolong his career. It'll well, help with the, with the ankle injuries. Mm-hmm. It'll help with the
0: sprains and knees and all those kind of things mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, again, we've established you got a lot going on in your life. You're out here in Los Angeles uh, trying to win another crown. You and your wife are, are helping kids out in the Metroplex area. Still, all that said, how many people still hold you personally responsible for what the Cowboys are doing right now? Just look at you. Because we do that to Michael on, on game day morning all the time. Oh, he is anything that happened, but he also wears it on his sleeve, as you know,
1: Michael. Right, right, right. Uh,
0: how many people still come up to you and, and, and hold you, like, think that you know everything and you can fix it? And you are responsible. just about everybody
1: in the Cowboy Nation. It's <laughs> about everybody in the Cowboy. Hey come back! I, I get this all the time. We need you to come back. You need to come on out of retirement. We need you to come back. And how many how many snaps could you give me right now? None. Zero snaps. Zero snaps. I don't want to give you a snap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Rich, to play this game, man. You got to have your mind right, and no, my mind is not right. <laughs> <laughs> Once I said I, I I quit.
0: You're right. I was done. <laughs> you're, you're, you're more. You're more in the mindset of country western night. Exactly. That's, that's where you are right yeah, let now. Let me do so. So, and I think this past week's game with the Giants, I think that's the perfect microcosm. It, it is. It is. It captures exactly what's going on with Dallas, and by that I mean this. <clears throat> Talented. Very. Talented team. Very. Can score just like that. Yeah. Can play defense. Yeah. Can hit you in the mouth. Yeah. They're deep. Yeah. To the point where they were able to, even though they, they, uh, you know, they gave up some touchdowns I early. Think, I
1: think we're deeper on defense. Deep on,
0: deeper on defense. Improved. Right. Very much. But incredibly mistake prone. That's offensively. And, well, I, I mean, yes, but it's a quarterback driven league. And everybody looks at this guy. With that mentality, with that quarterback-driven lead mentality, mm-hmm.
1: you're going to get exactly what we're getting. Because at the end of the day, this game is a game of balance. You may look good. You may feel good. You may look flashy. But when you start thinking about the Baltimore Ravens and their ability to run the football and their ability to have Joe Flacco throw the football, when you think about the Atlanta Falcons, when you think about the Houston Texans, um, uh, those teams are very balanced teams. New England is at their best when they run the football. Uh, the Giants are at their best when they run the football. Um, Even the Eagles are at their best well, when they can run the football. If, if if they commit to that, yes. That's the point. Mm-hmm. As long as this is a pass-happy driven league, you're going to have a number. You, unless you're a quarterback like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, um Phillip Rivers, um, guys that are and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Those are that's it. If you're one of those guys, those are those are complete surgeons at quarterback right now. They understand their offense inside out. It's like having your offensive coordinator playing quarterback. These guys are playing John Madden at home. They're sitting home, they're reading the coverage, they know exactly where they're gonna go with the football. And so they can throw the ball all over the place. But our guy Tony, I don't think he really needs to throw the ball 60 sometimes. I think you got to run the football. You cannot match what some of these other teams are doing. you got to take advantage of what you ha- actually have. And right now, if we're forced to throw the ball, it's only because we can't. We don't have enough confidence in our running game. But there was a point in time when teams stayed committed to run the football. I don't care if you rushed it 20 times for 80 yards. You found a way to keep that balance and keep that clock moving and take advantage of what the defense gives you. So – Tony, you don't put Tony in that elite, elite category. I cannot put him there um, because I, I cannot put him there, and I love him to death. I still believe he's our quarterback. I honestly do. I think I just think that there's for that offense what we have. It's the same offense we had when we was winning the Super Bowls, and it was not Troy Aikman throwing the ball all over the football field. It was a balance. It was Troy throwing the ball somewhere between thirty-five and forty times, or thirty and thirty-five times. E. Smith and everybody else touching the ball at least 20 to 30 times. It was a balanced attack. And we were able to keep teams off balance. And right now, the Cowboys cannot find that balance but yet. But you're not telling any details
0: out of school to the coach. The coach was standing right there with you. I know that. I mean, so so what is Jason Garrett? It's a pass-happy league. It's a pass-happy league mm-hmm. Until they get
1: back to the essence of the game. And the game itself began by what? Running the football and everything else evolve off of that. Until you can run the football play action is not going to work. If you don't have play action, defense is going to sit in zones and force you to throw the ball over the top, force tight throws, close out those 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 zone areas and um and make you do things which is much more risky.
0: And still if Des Bryant, you know, his fingertips are are shorter, if. And we're still talking yeah. about Romo uh, overcoming all of those. Yeah. Interceptions. Romo, to win.
1: Romo is, in my opinion, Romo can be. Romo is a very good quarterback, and some of the interceptions, like like the uh, uh, Jason Pierre-Pauls mm-hmm. interception. Uh, I mean, I'm
0: looking at the left tackle saying, "You should have chopped him, get his hands down, so Romo can throw the ball over the top." Yeah, and the first one that uh, for his first pick, Des Bryant definitely did not do the right thing on that first. Interception. I didn't see the first pick, but I saw the one pick, and mm-hmm. I'm like saying the left tackle
1: when you set back. And you know the ball is coming mm-hmm. out th- on the left side because the play like it was a design play to come over the top. That's how quickly Tony Romo got rid of the ball. The left tackle should have chopped him and got his hands down so the ball can get over.
0: Do you think the Cowboys have a home field advantage issue with this new stadium? That's what a lot of people are talking about right now. They well, sent out an email to the to the to the to the um, season ticket holders this week saying be loud. We've well, always asked our fans to be loud. Is that right? We've always asked even back even in old Texas State. Even in
1: Old State, we've always asked our fans to be loud. And the reason why we ask our fans to be loud mm-hmm. is, is because when you travel to places like Seattle, oh, yeah, <laughs> Kansas City. <laughs> There's truly a 12th man effect in those stadiums. And so we wanted to, I mean, as a player, I wanted to have our fans just as loud as it was there because it helped them. It makes it very difficult for visiting teams to come up to the line of scrimmage, sc- line of scrimmage and call out these plays and change places at the line of scrimmage and stuff like that. It makes it very difficult.
0: Last football question for you. Um, Cause we're about to head to San Diego for Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. Once again, when we get to San Diego, the entire 2 hour pregame show will no doubt be spent wondering what's up with North Turner. Mm-hmm. Can this guy win? Why do they always seem to be digging a hole this year? They actually started well. Now they're in that hole again anyway. Right. And he always seems to find his ninth life and stay put. You obviously have a, a, a big time affection for the man. Right. He put help put rings on your fingers. Correct. And um and knows uh, clearly you know Right. What most people in the National Football League know is this guy knows football and right. he knows how to play offensive football, perhaps right. better than most. What's the deal? I'll, I'll just throw that to you. What is the deal with Norv Turner's Chargers year uh, in and year out? Do you right think?
1: now, I, I think Norv is dealing with a team that's aging on him right before right before everyone's eyes. I mean, there was a point in time, even when the LT was there, when LT was there and Ned and Gates and everybody was Philip Rivers, everything was clicking. Vincent and Mary, Jackson, all of that. When all that was clicking, that was their moment. That was their time. They were young. Now they're getting older. Mm-hmm. And now they're not nowhere near as good as they once were. And it's, and it's tough. Um, it's just tough. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where some players are coming
0: to the backside of their careers and, and not as effective as they once were. So what do you think about him as a, as a head coach? I know you, you never played for him when he was a head coach. He right. was just your coordinator. Do you think a lot of people think you may not have the follow me type mentality that a head coach can be needs to be successful in well, the NFL? I, all I know is, and I can speak from my own experience, as an offensive
1: coordinator, it was brilliant. Brilliant. I never, never really dealt with an offensive coordinator that became my head coach. Never have. Chan Gailey. He was my head coach and my offensive coordinator. Sure, and so and at the end of the day, we had success offensively, but we didn't have enough talent around us at the time uh, to catapult his offense to the next level. Um, and sometimes, um, when I look at Norv, and, and and I and I know he has great leadership capabilities because he led our offense. And you know, now I, I'm not sure if if it's at the situation where if it's not having enough enough talent around you to to really execute the
0: things that you want to execute. Mm, what a shame then for him, because I, I, I don't know how you come back from that. I, I don't know how you come you, back from you that. you got to rebuild. You have to rebuild. I don't think he's going to get that chance. He might
1: not ever get that chance again. And so uh, it doesn't mean that he cannot be a head coach some other place. But uh, at the end of the day, I think some of that talent is, is is coming to an end. I mean, Miriam is not there any longer, and LT is no longer there, although they have Matthews back there running the rock. I think I'm right on that. Yes, sir. Uh, and, um, you
0: know, it's just, the dynamics are changing. Offense line might be getting a little bit older. You know where The dynamics have changed here, too. Does the place look different to you from when you were, you were here? I think you retired in Jacksonville, right. right? I remember you came to the NFL Total Access set right. after the Super Bowl. You and I were talking. <laughs> And I asked you if you wanted to, what you were doing next, and you said you had to, you were going to have time for all kinds of conversation with your response. <laughs> and I said, our our folks are going to be leaping in the truck coming to get you to sit on our set, which you know you then did. It was right. me, you and Terrell Davis Night football. and uh, I loved it. I loved it, was it. A lot of fun. it It was a lot of fun.
1: It was a lot of fun, and um, I like talking football, especially to other football. Minded people mm-hmm. uh, that understands the game.
0: I know. And then you were you were you were cool. You were great. I mean, working with here. Then you went to ESPN, but you were dancing. You, inv- I came to watch you dance. Me and my wife came and watch you dance and dance. With the stars was your first time around. I came and I wore jeans, and they stuck us in the back because you had us <laughs> set up in the front. You had us set up in the front. We got stuck in the back. My wife told me not to wear jeans, and I'm like, ah, it's Los Angeles. Of course, I can wear jeans. Not a dance with the Stars. Room, it's, know, it's a ballroom, baby. It's ball a ballroom. I know. <laughs> oh, I, I, it took me weeks to dig out from that with my and wife. And it was a country night. Weeks. It was not country. No, it was <laughs> it like was... ballroom dancing night. <laughs> exactly. it was actually It was big time. It was exactly. big time. So wh- how many more weeks till in this competition here?
1: Uh, there's about four or five more weeks left. Okay. And uh, tonight, uh, uh, there's a vote off tonight. And um, we'll see where we stand after, after oh, tonight.
0: Yeah. Listen, the bottom line is this, man. Not only have you won before it's just, it's, 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 I mean, you're Emmett Smith, you know what I mean? Like the National Football League and your years of, that's got to help the whole popularity. Well, comes. I don't, I don't think it hurts. Oh.
1: <laughs> I don't think it hurts. That's, but. I love the humility there. <laughs> I don't think it hurts. I don't know but. how you could answer what I just said anyway. Where can
0: people vote? Where can, how can people. Oh, they
1: can go to abc.com okay. and pull up Cheryl and I and, and, and get the, uh, the vote. As a matter of fact, they can probably vote. Up until maybe a couple more hours or so.
0: Okay. Yeah. Vote now. Yeah. Vote
1: now. Vote now early. Vote early. Yeah. Early voting. Early voting. Vote often. uh, Vote often. Okay. (laughs) Get on your email. Send in the (laughs) email. On abc.com.
0: Yeah. Okay. Rock the vote. Good to see you. All right, brother. You are the man. This is a Hall of Famer. This is a man who, still 10 years later, is the leading rusher in the history of the National Football League and counting Emmett Smith on the Rich Eisen podcast. Emmett Smith. I love just his whole. Concept of just having a mentality of hitting people and also knowing when not keeping him upright. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? It sounds so simple, but um, uh, not not enough people do it apparently. But it's uh, good to chat with Emmett. All right, let's. Good
3: to, yeah, good to see him. Last time we saw him was down in Dallas. Down he in Dallas, he, he did He's look. Like he lost I would say He looks a few great. Questions. Yeah, no he questions. looks awesome. No
2: question. We should get on that Dancing with the Stars uh, diet or routine or something.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Could you see us out there?
3: When I when we had Hines uh, in here and uh, he was doing Dancing with the Stars, I went and shot a few things of him there and I just went to one of his rehearsals and he's is not it, kidding. Is Those it guys, crazy? They go six or seven hours no, it's crazy. some days. Man, oh man, All right, let's that's...
0: get to housekeeping because there's a lot. First things first, you guys have the Twitter addresses that you've always wanted. Topher Law, history. It, gone. You know, Topher Law history, which, by the way, I love seeing at Chris Law on Twitter. That's exactly the way it should be. Got to be honest with you, Chris Brockman. <laughs> yeah. Got to be honest. Looking at your Twitter address without the underscore, I know. You're not, you're not alone, it's like it's like it's like if it's in a way it's sort of like if Cindy Crawford removed oh, the beauty mark. Oh come on! Almost <laughs> like it's it's like it's something that you're just used to seeing. I don't know if
3: I'd go Cindy Crawford. I'd go the, losing the beauty mark in Uncle Buck, the the, the principal, <laughs> when he flips the, the quarter th- and says, "Here's a quarter. Have a rat gnaw that thing off." It's more. It's more like. Is that. Is that what it is? It's more like
0: that. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, it's just you know, like it's It was part of the. And you you hemmed and hawed. You had you had it. I did. I hemmed and hawed. You had like a ten minute window to make this decision. I know, and I I just pull. The problem you, you should have just forth. you should have seen it coming. You, you know, Alex. Ali was going to get you. The, well, here's the, the deal. I did ask a few people. I was. Uh,
2: I, I reached out to a couple consultants. Your consul. Your Twitter consular. My, my Twitter consularary, and uh, they told me to go for it. Go for at Chris Brockman. Yeah. And the response has been mixed from some of the followers.
3: It's definitely been mixed.
2: They were yeah. They so, were sad to see it go. I can't believe you ditched the underscore. And then other people were like, well, now I can follow you now
0: that you got rid of the underscore. A lot underscore. easier to
3: follow, find you. Right. Hey, if you so, got more,
0: I don't think you've got people defollowing you. Because, no, so definitely not. So if you've got more not. followers because right. it, then
3: that's the right decision.
0: Yeah. Don't look back. I'm not looking back. Don't look back. But Twitter would not give you the blue check marks. Is that true? That's true. Giving some sort of story that, that they only give blue check marks to people whose accounts are, are, are prone to be... Uh, Imitating, yeah. So how does how do how do punters in the NFL have blue check marks? Well, it's also an after thing. No they're people too. You're we are, people. Are people too. We are people. So if they're people,
3: people you're people. So what we need people to do is make fake right. Twitter accounts. Ah. <laughs> yeah. For Chris <laughs> Law. No, 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 fake, fake
2: Chris, fake, Law. Faux, fake Chris Bro- not the real Chris Brockman. Get out there and and uh, imitate we're going to
0: get you blue check marks. We're going to get you blue check marks in a way. If, if happens, they're saying, happens. if they're saying, you're not famous enough for the blue check marks, which <laughs> is what I think all three of us, unspoken, have felt. We were getting from Twitter. They were giving some sort of excuse, essentially, because they're too nice to say. No question. You guys aren't famous enough for the blue check marks. Right. That. That. What that does is it attacks these integrity of this very podcast the moral fiber if you guys aren't famous enough this podcast is thus viewed and i will not stand for that Our great guy uh- i will not stand for that the blue check marks on your twitter accounts becomes now priority number one <laughs> top of the list outside of obviously putting the show together of course for this podcast priority number one blue check marks it's on It's on
3: while we're fighting the battle. I know
0: I shouldn't go so head to head with the Twitter behemoth, but it's on. Because if you guys aren't famous enough, you're on this podcast once, once a week, twice if we do two. Right, we're on TV. You're on TV. By the way, when, when
2: can we get IMDb pages law? Jesus.
3: This, <laughs> this guy just never ends. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> they, you should get a blue check oh, mark just
0: for that. Because yeah. that's, I mean, you can't make that up. You can't fake that. Well, no, they, also,
3: they also wouldn't verify at the Eisen podcast either. Why does they're that not, need to They're be not verifying verified. TV shows. Yeah, right that doesn't mean, that's fine. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. Who cares
0: about what that. I'm just saying is that the average Twitter follower has, what, less than 100, correct? Sure. How many followers do you guys have now? I am nearing the two thousand mark.
3: Yeah, almost two thousand too.
0: Well, who has more?
3: Uh, Let's get into this one. Well, well,
0: at the taping of this, who has
3: more? I think Brockman's. Uh, he's got a little more, but yeah, I, at, what's I, the I have eight thousand less tweets than him. Oh. That, that doesn't mean anything. No, that does. That does. Churches. No, get out
0: of here. <laughs>
3: that just the means
0: number of tweets <laughs> that, that just you means send I, out. Listen, the that just means that I
2: I have mo- less of a life? I'm more connected to your the words, social Rich, media your sphere.
0: that's possible. That you're more you're more interactive. With I'm your more interactive, fan base. exactly.
3: But the number more the, I the more you
0: tweet, the more you can get retweeted. I, I the more it. you can exactly.
3: get exactly. Uh, a, a well, rule. you're wrong. There's, there's a tweet to follower rule. Like these people no, that there's, have a, yes. get,
2: there's fifty no followers
3: way. and thirty thousand tweets. Yeah. It's like what purpose you don't want you you have? You
2: have serving? A bad. That's a ratio. That you don't Look, have. I have a fan base and
0: right. I interact with them. I don't know. So congratulations on getting the. I'm at nineteen thirty three. What do you have, Law?
3: I don't know. I don't have it pulled up right now, but I'll get I'll get it.
0: Nineteen thirty three. That's a nice. So let's number. go. Let's
3: do this. Let's do a Brockman Law race to three thousand. See who gets there first.
2: I'll, I'll take. I'll take that. What, 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 what are the I mean, stakes? But he's also doing his own personal
0: podcast. Do he's doing. He's blogging. He's got. By the way, I wouldn't take him on. By the law. Way, but he's I'm, doing I'm a lot funny, more. But I'm
3: funny though. So you, you can read my
2: weekly NFL power rankings on ChrisBrockman.com. Oh
0: my
3: goodness gracious! This 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 is jumping the shark. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, it's um, not. What else are we talking? I am a, a award winning journalist.
0: Let's now get to our mid season view. Yeah. Back got, at our preseason picks, I where we asked, uh, we asked we uh, asked all of you as well to chime in uh, prior to the season beginning, predicting Super Bowl combatants, MVPs, um, comeback player of the year, coach of the year. We didn't no, we didn't do comeback. No, the no, comeback. Year. Coach of the year. We did. We did MVP, rushing champ, rushing champ passing champ, coach of the year. Right. Yep. And you uh, you have you have those right now. I'm pulling them up right now. Which one should we start with? Which one should we start uh, with? Let's
3: start with let's start with someone not here. Let's go with Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Did we start with Kurt Warner? Let's All start right.
0: with Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner
3: had Kurt Warner had for his uh, uh quarterback
0: No, let's start with Super Bowl. Let's
3: start with Super Bowl. Okay, he had the Ravens versus the Packers. Still
0: doable. Still doable. Still doable. Okay. Boy the Ravens took a hit, man. Ravens coming off a bye. Hold on a minute. Let's let's do that. Let's do it this way. Ravens coming off a bye this week. They're at Cleveland, in which you throw the records out. Cleveland just beat They've won t- San Diego. They've won two in a row. Whedon does wing it around. I mean, this is no gimme for Baltimore. They are coming off a bye.
3: That's a, a trap game. They almost lost that game when you guys were there. They
0: are. Well, the, the trap game, I mean, I mean, Baltimore the following week is uh, back home for Oakland. So I don't know how much of a trap game that is. And as you know, Oakland has not won in the East Coast time zone in quite some time. And that's an early one, too. So at any rate, bottom line is Baltimore is banged up, but they still have, uh, they're still in first place. Five and two looks pretty darn good in this league, where everyone's around the five hundred mark. And uh, Green Bay's even better. Uh, at fo- well, they're looking good at five and three. They're not as banged up. And Green Bay and they're playing great. Right is at home this week against Arizona. Go for it. Who else? All right,
3: for, uh, this one is gone. For MVP, he has Drew Brees. Not going to happen.
0: I don't think that's I happening. I don't think that's happening. Right.
3: Uh, this next one dead as well. Uh, Coach of the Year?
0: Romeo Cornell. Romeo Cornell. <laughs> That's finished. Who didn't
3: know how many carries. Remember, we all thought that that wasn't terrible. Credit. We thought, hey, you, yeah, know, we, you know, Romeo, uh, the way they finished last year. Yeah.
0: Okay, but what else? Who's, his, who's his rushing champion? His
3: rushing champion is Raymond Rice.
0: Right now, let me call this up right now. This is fun. This is fun. I'll call up on the NFL.com because we're, we're all people who are team players. Company men. Right now, Ray Rice, as it takes a while. Who's his, who's his passing leader? Well, uh, yeah, his,
3: uh, his passing leader, who had a great game uh, this week and potential guest next week, is uh, Matthew Stafford.
0: Matthew Stafford is his passing leader. Matthew Stafford right now ranks sixth on the passing list. Okay. Uh, however, as well. he has played only seven games. Um, same with Peyton Manning. Aaron Rodgers, who's in front of him, has played eight. Eli Manning has played eight. Drew Brees has played seven. And Brady, who's played eight. Those are the only guys in front of him. He's got a shot right there. He's got a shot right there, obviously. And uh, rushing, Ray Rice, that's just – I mean, he's just not getting the touches. I mean, but the more you think about that, maybe as we pointed out, you know, with, uh, with Sean McCoy, McCoy yeah. earlier in the show, mm-hmm. Ray Rice right now is 11th in mm-hmm. rushing with 524 yards. So, in other words, Kurt Warner not looking too good. Lombardi, right? We all said Lombardi.
3: We had Lombardi, and I'm not seeing his on here, but I'll have to go back through my, uh, my email and try and find Lombardi because we definitely had Lombardi. Uh, let's go. Let's go to Brockman, though.
0: Okay, Chris Brockman.
3: Yeah. Brockman's uh, Super Bowl forty-seven matchup was the Patriots and Packers.
0: Looking good. Still alive. Look, looking good. Still alive. Still alive. MVP. Still alive.
3: MVP I say. I would say is definitely still alive. Uh, he had Tom Brady.
0: Tom Brady. Still alive. Coach Tom Chance, Brady currently leading the league in passing.
3: He had a great game in okay. the pond across the pond. He did. Uh, Coach of the year. This one definitely alive. Lovie, Lovie Smith. Lovie Smith.
0: Lovie Smith. Six, and, six one. and one. Chicago Bears. Pa- the Patriots are on a bye this week, and you had the Packers as well? Is that who you had? I had the Packers. Okay. Yep. Right. And Lovey Smith, by the way, as we were just mentioning, we because we always love moving forward. Um, Chicago this week is in Tennessee. Oh, boy, the Tennessee Titans, man. That's had, a tough one. They had the 500 right oh, in their face. Feel bad. They could have won three in a row, gotten back to 500. And, and, and how about this? This is the story of the, uh, of, of the week so far. In my mind, out. But ten men on the field in the crucial fourth down play. Ten men on defense. Hmm. Apparently, that happened three times. Hmm. How does that happen? Not good. How does that happen? They're and three and five right now. Chicago could send them to three and six. Okay, Lovey looks good. And
3: he's got the uh, he's got the same passing champ. I yeah, I have Stafford got as my staff. passing champ.
0: Yeah, who's your rushing? Yeah, uh, McFadden.
3: Yeah, run DM, oh. run DMC. Yeah, not good. Oh
0: my goodness! Wait, I'm still scrolling down. Oh. He 22nd uh... in the league. Oh. Sean Green, Donald Brown, Demarco Murray, who's missed several games. Oh. He had 100 more yards. On dri- Maurice Jones-Drew still has more rushing yards. Yeah.
2: Well, all right.
3: Oh. Look,
2: okay, I'm going I'm in ba- trouble too, though. I'm going to the bank on Lovey Smith.
3: All right, we'll go mine next. Um, I had the Ravens and the Packers, and the Ravens are treading water fast. Still alive. Yeah, still alive, but not looking great. Uh, my MVP also sunk, sinking faster than anything Drew Brees. Uh, not going to make it happen. A lead no. Because you didn't now, have
0: any strikes, correct? Well, no, McFadden's well, make, strike. Well, McFadden, McFadden's, McFadden's, McFadden's out. No way, he's the rushing leader. Now,
3: I will say this. My instincts were spot on on this mm-hmm. because they have a winning record. Mm-hmm. But uh, Chuck Pagano was my coach of the year. You know what? And I think he's still... Well, I mean, it could it could be a Bruce Arians co split there if uh, <laughs> if he if he no gets him to nine and seven.
0: I'm not going to count it out. I'm not counting it out. Not counting it out.
3: It was Chuck's draft. He implemented the, the defensive plan. Uh,
0: but that said, it's just going to be very difficult for sports writers. I mean, it, to sure. give it to somebody who's not on the sidelines. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but I'm still. You never say never in that respect because he could come back. You never know. I doubt it. But he could come back for the second half of the season. They could go undefeated, and suddenly that's what you're looking like. I mean, you never say never. That's very unlikely, but
3: never, who yeah, else yeah. you got? Uh, my rushing champion is uh, the aforementioned LaShawn McCoy. who
0: LaShawn McCoy currently ranks 15th
3: He's got a chance. in the league. And I 15th have
0: the, in the league. And
3: I have the number one pass. Hold on a minute.
0: Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I have it actually called up by average. See now that I'm blaming this on NFL.com. <laughs> Let me do this again. Let me do this again. Total yards. rushing champion Ray Rice. Total yards, rushing yards. Ray Rice ranks 12th. 12th,
3: okay.
0: Uh, you had McFadden. McFadden. he was 22nd in, in, average. in average. All right. Why, in, why would NFL.com? You call up rushing yards go by average? Seriously, man. Yards, uh, 19. Darren McFadden, 19. That's better. better. Um, Ray Rice, 12th. 12th. M- McCoy. Uh, McCoy, 15th. 15th.
3: All right. And I still got a shot, and then my passing champ is current number one, uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Okay, go TV. for it. And then, Rich, you had, uh, you're, you're, as you said earlier, sitting pretty Patriots Niners as your Super Bowl champ. I,
0: like, I think out of everybody's, I think I'm looking really good. Well, we'll see when the Niners play. The I pack. think I'm looking particularly I think good. We
3: just last, that was two weeks ago when we had the Schaeffers on. The Patriots were dead in the water. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, MVP Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers got a shot. Okay. Still alive.
0: He's playing great. Still coach alive. Coach of the
3: year. Your guy Greg Sciano? Um, uh, I think he's still alive. Yeah, not going to get three any votes. and four is not what I was looking for. I think the
2: Bucks make the playoffs, but
0: if, if the Bucks make the playoffs, I'm in good shape. Yeah. But you know, right now, Wait. Mike Mike Smith is your coach of the year. Let's be honest. We'll we'll, we'll go through this again uh, with with what it looks like right now. I thought he was
3: going to split some carries. I thought you went too obvious, and you were spot on. Arian Foster, rushing champion. Arian
0: Foster is currently ranked fifth in the National Football League in rushing. And guess what? He has played only seven games. Those in front of him, Stephen Ridley, Alfred Morris, Marshawn Lynch, Adrian Peterson. All played eight. Adrian Peterson. Yellow. Yellow. Okay, I'm sitting freaking... Beyond pretty On that front <laughs>
3: You're sitting good
0: and, and my passing champ Your passing champ Is Aaron Rodgers Is it not
3: It was Andrew Brees Was it Drew Brees Drew Passing Brees, champ yep. Drew
0: Brees Drew Brees Passing champ Ranking second Second
3: Who was your MVP uh, His Aaron MVP is Aaron Rodgers Yeah
0: God, oh. I, Out of all of us Out of all of us Looking good <laughs> Looking best and to just finish it up, do you have Lombos or you don't have Lombos? I don't, I don't have Lombos. Uh, up we'll, we'll revisit that. But, so right now, uh, who knows? Uh, uh, right now, you have to go Texans-Falcons for the Super Bowl, right? Just in terms of record. Sure. You can go Texans-Bears, Texans-Giants. You can go Patriots. Bottom R- line is, Record-wise, as it currently yeah. looks, your MVP, you, you guys mentioned. I think it's Peyton Manning. Uh, I, he's 4-3. He lost to the Falcons. Falcons are undefeated. Think, Matt Ryan just lit up I mean, I just in think Philadelphia. In terms of Matt Ryan. Comeback
2: sure. player of the year, no question, but the,
0: and what Peyton fine. Manning has done. Break the tie law. Who's your MVP first half so far? First half? you got to go Matt Ryan. you got to go the natural. Yeah. I mean, I love Matt I mean, Ryan, but. Yeah,
3: i got to go the natural. You're right. Right. You have to go the natural. What the expectations right, down fine. there this year.
0: Okay. Um, Coach of the year right now is Mike Smith. There's no argument. No argument. 7-0. You can go Kubiak, maybe, I mean, there's, you can maybe have an argument. Last unbeaten. Lovey, I don't know, Coughlin, I don't, last unbeaten. Yep. Uh, and your passing champ right now halfway is Brady. Tom Brady. But again, these, these the passing and rushing champs are... are. Oh, they play
3: one more game. Yes, you
0: can't really... Right. It's apples to oranges a little bit. And um, coach of the year, we mentioned. We just did. Yeah. Rushing champ. Yeah.
3: And uh, real quick before we get going here, just yeah. a shout out to the international followers who tweeted us. Yes. Yeah, thanks from the game. Thanks, in everybody.
2: Awesome. So so great. With
3: their punters, are people two shirts? Did you oh. get our numbers
0: from last week? Was our was our podcast more downloaded because of to, Vernon Kay and the check. UK people? I'll check. And we'll, we'll check that out. That. We'll check yeah, that out. I hope you guys enjoyed and, the game. And we're uh, we're four weeks away from having to effect complete change on Matt Ryan's nickname. He came on the show. He came on the show just a few weeks ago and I asked him, Do you like Matty Ice? His answer unequivocally, even though he didn't directly answer it. Play it one more time, Law. Play it one more time. This is what he said. The matcheral <laughs> I
3: like it. I yes. Like it. I like it. It's a play it's a play on the natural. I like it.
0: Yes, you're the um, you're the
3: I, If you can get it done, I'll be impressed.
0: Done. Look, people guy doesn't want Matty Ice anymore. I'll say it for him. He can't voice it. It's very difficult. I'll I, I be very honest with you. I can't believe the amount of resistance I have run into on Twitter with the matril. Yep. But here's how I know I'm getting through it. I'm seeing tweets from people saying, so the matril, Rich Eisen coined that? When I get tweets like that, that's good news. Because people are hearing it from other Avenues. Yep. And they're like, oh, it started on, on the podcast or whatever they think it started on. That's good news. But I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting angry people. Like I'm, like seriously, like I'm threatening their, their lives, and, yeah. and that of their children. And I'm coming after all their belongings by suggesting Matty Ice is outdated, sophomoric, and, and, not liked by the man himself. I'm
2: in the Matty Ice camp, but change is a good thing.
3: Is he off the Is he out He just said he's I un-
0: got rid of your underscore.
2: I get it, but I'm just saying I I'm a Let's I'm, all row in the same direction. New England,
0: BC. Okay. Fine. Be that way. I'm just saying. Well, I'm, I'm 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 getting a lot of resistance. Uh the Ponder nickname, unfortunately, <laughs> his his recent play is that, uh, that went over I like can't pound church. I can't pound the table for Poor Ponder. for uh for Ponder right now. Poor Ponder. Ponder Throsa the ponderinator it's very difficult the but i did drop, i did drop fun uh ponder and lightning on the uh, post game. i've dropped a few boat yeah. races look rich see i'm i'm doing my part I'm, I'm not sitting here saying, well, I'm not from the Northeast, calling- so I don't know about boat racing. Oh, See, okay. You're saying, I'm from the Northeast, I don't know about right, the natural. Right, See right, what right. I'm saying? I'm doing my job. You're doing great. My look, part. Look, you are in the boat race yeah. movement. Okay.
2: And by the way, I'm not trying to say the people that I invented the term boat race. I'm getting yeah. a lot of tweets like, oh, boat race has been on Urban Dictionary for a I'm not saying that I invented no, it. We're- and Colin Coward's oh. apparently using now. Apparently, Tony Kornheiser dropped it on PTI the other day.
3: Also, Brockman, how about a quick international shout out for those listening? Uh... Well,
2: anywhere? I actually would like to give an East Coast shout out to our yes. peeps there uh,
0: affected by yes. Sandy, and I think the international listeners would have no problem
3: yeah. with
2: us going domestic. Uh, I mean, the shout it, out. just seeing some of the pictures on uh, Monday night on Twitter yeah, no. and whatnot, it it's crazy. And hope everyone's doing all right.
0: A boy, Chris Brockman. A boy, agreed. Agreed. That's it, Chris.
2: Also, That's all? yep. Well, okay. Rich, well, Rich, last week's movie uh, question with Midnight Run. I just want to know. I just want to. I know Law watched it, and I watched it too, and. You're right. It was a fantastic movie. Thank you.
3: Yeah, let, let's definitely hit on that more next week because I watched A Fish Called But I just, Dead, I, just,
2: so. I just wanted to get it out. I had a week, lot of
3: time on my flights, we did We to wrap this
2: we up. Did but I'm not watch, wrong. I'm not wrong. No, right no. we did
0: watch <laughs> the movies. They're great. You and Good. Jerry were, were spot thank on. Thank you. Uh, that wraps it up for this edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Chevy. I want to thank Emmett Smith. And for everyone who put that uh, interview together, thank you, both Chris's. At Chris Law. At Chris Brockman. Underscore Gun at the Eisen Podcast at Rich Eisen, which does have a blue check mark. <laughs> S- 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 Signing off. Stay listening, friends.